Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the title of today's show is going to be called, simply put, The Lord is Not Playing. You know, since I put out the last podcast, where many rounds read the prophecy from Brother Bob to Al Cuppet, I'm just going to say it first and foremost on a personal level, and I'd never heard it before. I've seen a similar dream that I released when I was talking about are you living in his ways and I saw people going into captivity. I gave that dream vision and I read prophecies from that. I read from Jeremiah in that podcast. It astounds me that even now, I still, to this day, when it's getting worse and worse and worse by the day, that people are still concerned with things that do not matter. This is not going to be a pleasant podcast. This podcast is for those who continue to walk in their own wisdom or play the delicate dance with evil in the denial game. I don't know how much more clearly I can put it, guys. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. I mean... I still may be online. I don't know when the Lord has taken me home, guys. None of us know when our last day is going to be. None of us know when we're going to be online anymore. You know, the day is coming. Or the night. You're going to go to bed and wake up to a whole new morning. Or you could just be going about your normal activities. And suddenly, the power goes out. Communications go out. Or perhaps that won't happen. Perhaps an event takes place and you get the screeching alert on your phone. You know, yeah, you could be sitting here listening to me and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of talking. I mean, is that what you're waiting for? Are you waiting to hear it? Is it not going to be real enough for you? Because, you know, there is war drums beating deafeningly, deafeningly, deafeningly loud by the day. These things are going to happen, guys. There is a caravan of young Chinese migrants down in Panama. They are coming up this way. There has been video of it. Russia is putting nuclear subs into the water in the Pacific. Likely they already got them off the coasts of the country, down around the Gulf states too. There's been a lot of interesting movement, and there are various individuals on YouTube, Monkey Works being one of them, he covers it. He's ex-military. I don't know how real it has to get. And yesterday being 420, I'm looking around at some of the people who warn, and there's comments in there going, ha ha ha, yeah, let's smoke weed. And they're saying, they're literally telling the person who posted a video, God bless you, hallelujah. Those words should not be anywhere in the same sentence. That right there is a smack in the face to the Lord. People need to put away their fornication. They need to put away their alcohol and their drinky drink. They need to put away their pipe and stop smoking it. Because if you think it's going back to the way it was, you are in a pipe dream. It's amazing. These people, 
They claim to be believers, but they don't understand the meaning when the Lord said, touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. Don't be drunk with wine. You know, he's calling. He is sending his prophets out to warn. He is sending his apostles out to tell you the right way to live. And I realize this message is not for everybody, but it is for who it's for. I took a whole entire day to pray. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for the lost and the backslidden. You know what the Lord gave me? Ezekiel 21. Let's read it. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, turn and face Jerusalem, America, and prophesy against Israel, America, and her sanctuaries, her churches, in other words. And it's interesting the Lord gave me this, by the way, before I continue, because this is essentially what you just heard in the last podcast that was put out with the Brother Bob prophecy. Going on in verse 3, tell her, this is what the Lord says, I am your enemy, O Israel, America, and I am about to unsheath my sword to destroy your people, the righteous and the wicked alike. Yes, I will cut off both the righteous and the wicked. I will draw my sword against everyone in the land from south to north. Everyone in the world will know that I am the Lord. My sword is in my hand, and it will not return to its sheath until its work is finished. Son of man, groan before the people. (sighs) Groan before them with bitter anguish and a broken heart. When they ask why you are groaning, tell them, I groan because of the terrifying news I have heard. When it comes true, the boldest heart will melt with fear. All strength will disappear. Every spirit will faint. Strong knees will become as weak as water. And the sovereign Lord says, it is coming. It's on its way. You know, when I tell you that it's coming, I mean it. And yet it's still, let's go about doing what we want. For tomorrow we die. Let's party today. For tomorrow we die. Hardy har har. It's not a joke. It's about to get very real in this country. It's about to get very real in the UK and Australia and other Western nations as well. NATO's going to fall apart at the rate they're going. Going on in verse 8, Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, give the people this message from the Lord. A sword. A sword is being sharpened and polished. It is sharpened for terrible slaughter and polished to flash like lightning. Now will you laugh? Those far stronger than you have fallen beneath its power. Yes, the sword is now being sharpened and polished. It is being prepared for the executioner. Son of man, cry out and wail. Pound your thighs in anguish. For that sword will slaughter my people and their leaders. Everyone will die. And yes, it includes leaders because they have made deals with the enemy to sell out their people. And they claim to be Christian. And they dare even so much as say, God bless this nation. When they are very much aware of what they're doing. Verse 13, it will put them all to the test. What chance do they have, says the sovereign Lord. Son of man, prophesy to them and clap your hands. Then take the sword and brandish it twice, even three times, to symbolize the great massacre, the great massacre facing them on every side. 
let their hearts melt with terror. For the sword glitters at every gate. It flashes like lightning and is polished for slaughter. O sword, slash to the right, then slash to the left, wherever you will, wherever you want. I, too, will clap my hands, and I will satisfy my fury. I, the Lord, have spoken. And then we have omens for Babylon's king, America. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, make a map and trace two routes on it for the sword of Babylon's king to follow. Put a signpost on the road that comes out of Babylon, where the road forks into two. One road going to Ammon, and its capital Rabbah, and the other to Judah, and fortify Jerusalem. The king of Babylon now stands at the fork, uncertain whether to attack Jerusalem or Rabbah. He calls his magicians to look for omens. In other words, that's their idols. You know, they call, always call on their little specialists. They cast lots by shaking arrows from the quiver. They inspect the livers of animal sacrifices. The omen in his right hand says Jerusalem. With battering rams, his soldiers will go against the gates, shouting for the kill. They will put up siege towers and build ramps against the walls. The people of Jerusalem, America, will think it is a false omen because of their treaty with the Babylonians. But the king of Babylon will remind the people of their rebellion. Then he will attack and capture them. What do you think we just got done talking about in the last episode? It's being allowed. Unholy decisions made with enemy nations. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Again and again, you remind me of your sin and your guilt. You don't even try to hide it. In everything you do, your sins are obvious for all to see. So now the time of your punishment has come. O oh, you corrupt and wicked prince of Israel, America, your final day of reckoning is here. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Take off your jeweled crown, for the old order changes. Now the lowly will be exalted and the mighty will be brought down. Destruction, destruction, I will surely destroy the kingdom, and it will not be restored until the one appears who has the right to judge it. Then I will hand it over to him. Message for the Ammonites. And now, son of man, prophesy concerning the Ammonites and their mockery. That's those of you who will not listen. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. A sword, a sword is drawn for your slaughter. It is polished to destroy, flashing like lightning. Your prophets have given false visions and your fortune tellers have told lies. And that is those who preach peace, peace, peace when there is no peace. The sword will fall on the necks of the wicked for whom the day of final reckoning has come. Now, return the sword to its sheath. For in your own country, the land of your birth, I will pass judgment upon you. I will pour out my fury on you and blow on you with the fire of my anger. What could bring fire of the Lord's anger? Well, Russia is putting subs into the water. What do those carry? I will hand you over to cruel men who are skilled in destruction. China. You will be fuel for the fire and your blood will be spilled in your own land. You will be utterly wiped out, your memory lost to history, for I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord is displeased with a lot of his own church who are in denial. They seem to still sit on the fence. They think these things won't come. 
He is sounding the alarm. He is sending his watchmen, his prophets, his prophetesses, the ones who are actually telling the truth out to warn you ahead of time. And what does he want you to do? He wants you to get your life right. And to put it more succinctly, to get your heart right. He wants you to stop taking part in the worldly sins that have gotten us here. You know, taking delight when people are treated like dirt, watching violent and disgusting trash on your night off with your bottle of booze. Sitting there and just acting like, oh, well, God loves me and he sees where I am and I'm in the peace of the Lord. Are you? Because if you clearly knew his word, you wouldn't be doing those things. And you most certainly would not be doing those things if you love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And that's all I got to say about that. You know, attending gay wedding church ceremonies, attending, you know, allowing scantily dressed women and, you know, this just rebellious behavior. Church is not a concert. It should make you think. It should make you reflect. It is not about always feeling good. But that's what it's become. A big pleasure dome. This is why these things are coming. And remember, Jesus said, Think not that I come to bring peace, but a sword. Why do you think that says that? Did you hear those verses with the sword? that I just read from Ezekiel 21. When elections happened, when the elections of 2020 took place, I prayed and I asked the Lord, what's going to happen with this nation? Do you know what he told me? I'm going to give them what they want. They love their evil. They love their debauchery. They love their perversion. I'm going to give it to them. And that's exactly what you have now. And now the sword is coming. Because even as it went down, people who even who know the truth on the conservative side continue to play games with this. And the worst part is they've even lied to themselves and don't even see where they're wrong in their personal lives. Never mind the politicians. The idolatry stinks to high heaven. And it's always every other solution but Jesus. Oh, this is happening. Oh, there's a train that's derailing every other day with toxin chemicals. Did the Lord not say that the rivers and the waters would be polluted? But instead of getting right, instead of spending time with him, instead of crying out and getting on your knees for your many sins, you continue to sit there and do whatever you want that makes you feel better because it's too scary for you. Well, you know what? It's going to get really scary in what comes. It's going to get really scary. When those lights go out, when there's another lockdown, they'll come after the Christians first. Make no mistake, they'll come after the Christians, the conservatives, the patriots. Then they're going to come after the liberals. Once they're done using them as pawns in the game, they're going to take them out too. A nation divided can't stand. Nor can a church, especially, who claims Jesus as their savior, can they stand when they allow the Jezebels, when they allow the hate, and never talk about what's wrong? They say stop sinning, but they never say what those sins are. 
That's where we are. Be aware that these things are coming. Be aware that they are coming. The Lord is a just God, and he's not playing games anymore, guys. It should be obvious by everything around you. It should be obvious. Start paying attention. Stop pretending you have another five years to pursue some useless career or degree that is not going to go anywhere. I went to the store today, guys. Do you know the average price on groceries has gone up 3 to $4 just in a matter of two weeks? In two weeks. At least for most meat or other items. Do you see where this is going? I mean, it's in Revelation. Revelation 6. Read it. And yet there's still this element of denial that it's not happening. People are doubling down on it. As it gets worse. Do you not see the Lord's mercy? He wants you to turn to him. He wants to prepare you because he sees what's coming. He's sending his servants ahead of time. Before they can no longer do it anymore. Because when everything shuts down, when there's no communication, when you can't get food anymore. When the grocery stores shutter, which they will. They will because everybody will ransack them. They ain't going to be shipping food around the country. It won't be safe to do so. Production's going to stop. And when the economy falters, if we go to war, or if a foreign nation launches an EMP over us, guess what? You are going to hear gunshots. You are going to hear women and children crying. There'll be roving gangs. Forget the invasion that's coming eventually. They're going to let the riots sort everything out as much as possible first. Heck, they may even, we may get a strike. We may get a double whammy. We may get a strike in a few different cities by China or Russia or something. Then comes the invasion. Either way, we know the persecution's coming because Jesus said it would. The average person is going to wait. They won't listen. Oh no, they'll hear this and still mock it and scoff it. And then they will put the call out. Turn in this person and we'll give you food. Do this and we'll give you this. We'll give you their house. We'll give you whatever. And sadly, many will believe those lies and do exactly as they're told. And they'll be consumed by the sword just as well. The Bible says so. You need to remember Satan's a liar and he'll do whatever he can do to take you to hell with him. And there you will burn forever. Contrary to what they try to sell it as, it is not cute, sexy, and fun. There's not going to be endless beer and women climbing all over you. Got it? You make a deal with the devil, you forfeit your soul for eternity, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. You better make the righteous choice real quick, because time's getting short. It ain't time for playing around out there. I've been saying that for a year now. Many Christians are going to be betrayed, even in their own families. Because the ones who wouldn't listen, then they mocked. Matthew 10, starting on verse 17. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake. As a testimony to them, 
and to the Gentiles. That means you are supposed to speak up when this happens, those of you who are truly believers. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. Now, how will some of this persecution take place exactly? You know, it's right in Matthew 10, starting on verse 21. Now, brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated for all my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Notice it says, he who endures to the end, whatever that end may be. Going forward to verse 24, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore, do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. And you are seeing that now. Things that have been covered for years are now being revealed. True colors in those you loved and cared for genuinely, their hate, their rage is coming out now. And don't think that it won't come out even worse as the times get worse, because when a lot of these people start to lose their jobs and they can't get food, they're going to do one of two things, either come to Jesus or they're going to throw you under the bus. This is all part of the sword coming. It's the division. And I hear from listeners all the time who tell me they cannot reach their kids or that their children are disrespectful to them or prideful, arrogant, what have you. That is a classic example of it right there, that they won't listen. And what they don't know is they are on the path of destruction, and they're going to be shown by the sword when it's too late to choose. In the coming persecution, verse 28, still in Matthew 10, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Just think back on that Brother Bob prophecy that you heard and what those people were up against. And yet, even to the death, they did not deny Jesus. Going on to verse 32. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. And then I said this earlier about the division. Going on in verse 34. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Are you taking up your cross right now and following the Lord? Or are you scared and just going about your business in the world? thinking that somehow that's going to make everything go away. Like you can just sweep it under the rug. Because a lot of people like to do that. I've known people in my own life, they love to sweep things under the rug and not deal with them. 
And then what happens is it builds up and builds up and builds up. And what happens when you step on the rug after the dust builds up? It comes out from all sides. You're going to have to face what comes. Because the sword is coming. It is coming. Verse 39. He who finds his life will lose it. You will lose your life for walking with the Lord. But he who loses his life for my sake will find it. You'll find eternal life with Jesus. Think of what he had to go through. Think of the betrayal he went through. The real test is going to come in what comes. The real test of your faith. People love to sit there and say, oh, have faith, have faith, have faith. Do you have faith? Do you? Because you ain't going to be able to run to whatever activity you want. You ain't going to be able to get booze and get drunk. When the stores shut down, okay? You ain't going to be able to just watch your movies when there's no power. You ain't going to be able to text your buddies. Your buddies will actually probably turn on you. You know, if people in your own household will turn on you. I've seen Christian brethren turn on each other. It's good enough for you to be there for them when they need something, but then they turn on you the moment you need something. They don't know how to show mercy at all. They use what they can get. Seen it too many times throughout my whole entire life. It's a shame. It's a shame what things have become. It's a shame. You know, I sit here and I pray and I cry out to the Lord. I'm like, what will it take for Yellowstone to erupt? There's going to have to be an event. You know, people talk about the revival, the revival, the revival, the revival. Well, there's going to be a revival, but it ain't going to be a peaceful one. I can tell you right now. Because times are clearly getting darker and we know what's coming. It's been prophesied and it's unfolding right now. And if you're listening to this and if you're just an average person of the faith and you've been misled, cry out to God. Cry out to Jesus because he's waiting for you. He's standing at the door and knock. If you will open and receive him, he'll receive you. But you have to turn away from the things that you used to do. You have to turn away from the sin, the sexual sin, the idolatry, the pride, the hate. I've covered these time and again. It's getting very real out there, guys. It is my prayer that this gets through. Do not be one of those people caught up, unaware. And because you didn't pay attention or because you were too scared of the information and you ran the other way instead of running to the Lord where he has open arms and he's receiving you, he's willing to receive you, you continue to go into the world to find your comforts. You know, faith, faith in Jesus, it's not just saying you believe. It means you believe his word and it means you believe all of the word, not just part of it. It's a working relationship. You have to pray to him. Talk to him. Be willing to live the word, not just say you do. You have to cleanse out the impurities that are in your heart, the impurities in your life. If you're truly sorry for what you've done, if you truly see where things are, you got to make the will to change your life. And it starts by building your relationship with him. And that's all I've got this week, guys. That's all I've got today. My prayer this message gets through to who it needs to.